for a trip through the Great Plains, Montana Rocky Mountains, Cascade Mountain Range, and the forests of the Pacific Northwest, join us in this episode of the Amtrak Guide podcast to get an overview of the Empire Builder Route. It's a great way to see a large part of the United States, ranking as Amtrak's third longest route behind the Texas Eagle and California Zephyr. You'll spend two nights on the train if you travel the entire way between Chicago and your choice of either Seattle or Portland. Glacier National Park is a popular destination along the way, and other major sites include the Mississippi River, Columbia River Gorge, and Puget Sound. Unlike some other Amtrak routes, the experience and sites can be different depending on where you start or end your trip. So we'll take you on a virtual tour of each direction of travel so you can decide what option works best for you. As a quick tip, late spring and early summer trips are generally best in order to see the most scenery. However, winter travel can also be quite magical with snow-covered forests and mountains. Note that in the winter, you will only be able to see the Rocky Mountains on eastbound trains, and only the Cascade Mountain Range on westbound trains. With that said, let's get on board to explore the route. We'll start on the west coast and head east. You'll reach the best scenery faster heading in this direction. Departure from Portland and Seattle is around 5 p.m. The Portland trip segment offers scenic views of rivers and Mount Hood early on in the journey. You'll travel over multiple bridges, through the Cape Horn Railroad Tunnel, and in the Columbia River Gorge for 55 miles. The train hugs the shoreline of the deep blue waters of the Columbia River as it travels through the Cascades, which have reddish and tan-exposed rock and green pine trees. You'll want to be on the right side of the train to see the river along with several waterfalls, dams, and additional views of Mount Hood, which is the highest mountain in Oregon. If you choose to start in Seattle instead, you'll want to be on the left side of the train to view the best scenery. The Empire Builder crosses over the Salmon Bay Bridge after leaving Seattle, and travels along Shilshol Bay and past the many boats in the marina. Then it is a ride along the shore of Puget Sound for about 30 miles. After the Everett Station, the train heads into the Cascades. You'll see pine forests before the 7.8-mile Cascade Tunnel at Stevens Pass. It is the longest railroad tunnel in the United States. On the other side of the tunnel, you'll be able to see the blue-green waters of the Skykomish River, which is the longest river in Washington State. It's visible from both sides of the train. In Spokane, Washington, the Seattle and Portland Empire Builder trains join together then continue east. You'll likely be sleeping when the train enters the Rocky Mountains. There are a few early morning stops in western Montana, including at Whitefish, which has rental cars in case you need one for your national park visit. There's also a major airport here. After Whitefish, there are wonderful views of the Flathead River on the right side of the train. Before the West Glacier stop around 8 a.m., River views shift to the left side. Aim to be in the dining car or sightseer lounge during this morning segment to soak in the scenery. At the West Glacier stop, the historic Belton train depot will be on the left side of the train and the Belton chalet on the right, both with rustic brown walls and green roofs. The station and chalet were built in the early 1900s by the Great Northern Railway. After another 40 minutes in the mountains, the train reaches the Essex station. Just before the station on the left side of the train is the 1939 Isaac Walton Inn. It once housed railroad workers, and you can stay there today or in a refurbished rail car or caboose across the street. At this point, the train is surrounded by mountains, with the tracks on a ridge high above the river. It's one of the most beautiful parts of the trip. Around 10 a.m. the Empire Builder reaches the East Glacier Park Station. It's at the edge of the Rocky Mountains, and the station is only open between April and the end of September, so plan your vacation accordingly. From the left side of the train you can see the station, the mountains and the 1913 Glacier Park Lodge. The lodge has more amenities than the Belton Chalet, including a golf course, 
and was also built by the Great Northern Railway. After the train departs the station, it will cross over Two Medicine River, which meanders through the hills below the train. For the next eight hours, the Empire Builder is in Montana. There are expansive views and endless skies, and even though you're in the Great Plains, the landscape won't become completely flat until North Dakota. At the Haver Montana stop you'll be able to get out and stretch your legs. There's an old steam locomotive on display next to the Amtrak train platform. It once pulled the Empire Builder across the country. Be sure to also look for the Milk River before and after the station. The next major site is the Missouri River, which will be on the right side of the train just before the Williston, North Dakota stop. The landscapes are rather flat and monotonous at this point, although the sunsets can be quite beautiful. You can exit at the Minot, North Dakota station to connect with a flight home if you want to end your trip here. For those staying on the train, it's an overnight journey through part of North Dakota and Minnesota. Just before 8 a.m. is the stop at St. Paul, Minneapolis. The city is visible from the left side of the train. Then it's over the Mississippi River. After the Red Wing Station, you'll want to be on the left side of the train or in the sightseer lounge as the Empire Builder travels next to the river until the La Crosse, Wisconsin Station, where the Empire Builder crosses over the Mississippi again. Sunny days are especially pleasant as the sunlight shimmers off the water. More farmland appears as you head east, and at lunchtime, the train arrives in the wooded Wisconsin Dells. This is a popular tourist area near the Wisconsin River that has many theme and water parks. Milwaukee is the next major stop in the afternoon, and a sign that the trip is almost over. The Empire Builder arrives at Chicago's Union Station around 4 p.m. if no delays. You'll be able to see the Chicago skyline from the left side of the train. If you plan to start your trip in Chicago instead, departure is in the afternoon, and you'll travel north through the Chicago suburbs with views of the skyline from the right and rear of the train. Milwaukee is one and a half hours away, and you'll travel next to buildings and over the Menominee River in the downtown area. Then it's farm fields and wooded areas in Wisconsin for several hours, with a stop at Wisconsin Dells at dinner time. If no delays, the train crosses the Mississippi River after departing from the La Crosse, Wisconsin station around 7 p.m. To see the river during daylight hours, you'll need to plan your trip between April and early September. The next major city is St. Paul, Minneapolis, with a late evening arrival. Overnight, the Empire Builder is in western Minnesota and eastern North Dakota. You'll likely be awake for the Minot, North Dakota stop, with views of the charming town on the left side of the train. The city was named for railroad investor Henry Minot, and it was founded in 1886 as a direct result of the new railroad tracks reaching the area. The airport near this station gives you the option of starting your trip here instead of Chicago. Then the next few hours are views of the Great Plains. Don't forget to look for the Missouri River on the left side of the train after the Williston stop. Around lunchtime, the train reaches Montana, and the majestic Rocky Mountains will become visible in the distance near the Shelby, Montana station. There are beautiful views of the mountain peaks before the dinnertime stop at the East Glacier Park station. The trip through the Rocky Mountains begins at this point, and it's about two and a half hours of stunning scenery if you are traveling in June. Keep in mind that any major delays will reduce visibility in the mountains due to nightfall. Arrival at the Whitefish Station, which has rental cars, restaurants, hotels and an airport, is around 9 p.m. Overnight, the Empire Builder enters Washington State. If Portland is your destination, you'll need to be up early and on the left side of the train to view the Columbia River. Otherwise, the right side of the train has better views going into Seattle. Arrival times in both cities is after 10 a.m. That wraps up our overview. For more information about the Empire Builder, visit AmtrakGuide.com and stay tuned for the full-length audio tour. Until next time, keep on riding trains. Mm-hmm.